millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Roka Report podcast in association with the Southern Community Soup Kitchen. It's Gavin, you join us in the aftermath of the announcement, the worst kept secret in the world, that Michael Beale has become the new head coach of Sunderland. Uh, we thought after the after the game at the weekend, we did consider recording a podcast <laughs> about a 1-0 defeat. Kind of sat back and thought, nah, I think we should probably wait and see what happens with Michael Beale right. because at some point it's going to be announced and it's finally... He is the head coach of Sunderland, and uh, joining us to talk all about it is Chris. All right, mate. Uh, yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. It's uh, it's just good to have something finally announced, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, well, it's, it's nice. Yeah, well, good for some. A lot of people aren't very happy with the news, um, but yeah, it's let's get straight into it. The appointment of Michael Beale. I, I think I, I don't think anybody had this guy at the top of the list when they were probably mapping out who they thought might be the next head coach, but it kind of came out the blue at the end of last week that Michael Beale had been interviewed for the job and that he could be a contender and then sort of start to firm up over the weekend and I think really we've been expecting this. When you heard Michael Beale was the name in the frame, what was your initial thought? Because obviously we've seen the reaction to, from the majority of people online, but for your perspective, what, what did you think when that came up? Why not? Was my initial reaction was why not? Because if you look at um, all the names that had been banded around, you know, and I think I might have put it in last week's editorial, um, all the weeks are merging into one now, so I can't remember which which week is which. We talked about it being the next phase, which maybe needed a technical coach, which maybe needed that kind of person to bring them on to these players onto the next phase, and all of the all of the names in the hat seemed to be like going in that direction. And like I said, I think I tried to sum it up in the editorial as well to say all of these managers that they've picked, and we went through them from Johnson through Alex Neal with a discipline, through Tony Mowbray, a safe pair of hands, the, that kind of, you know, arm around the shoulder job, bit of man management. And now they've clearly been thinking, right, well, what's next? And we've got a bunch, we've got a great young squad and there, there has been an appearance of winging it a little bit bring in a good coach who, who's got a lot of experience in not only bringing young players on, but also having that structure and patterns of play and making us a little bit more flexible tactically. And all, like I said, all of those people who were named were that way inclined. So when Bale's name came up, it was like, well, yeah, he's he's kind of one of that type. So why not was the initial reaction. Yeah. I, 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 and do you know what it is? I've got, we've got to address it head on. You know, the, the reaction to this news has not been positive in, in to overall. I've seen quite a lot of balanced reaction to it, but to be honest, I've never seen this level of just sort of negativity 
I'm only talking about online, by the way, because that's the only reaction I can kind of gauge. We haven't had a game yet. <laughs> um, but the, the, the reaction has been overwhelmingly in one direction. And I can kind of understand why you might look at look at the way things went from at Rangers and, and think, bloody hell, like I thought we would have maybe grabbed somebody on the up. And a lot of the other names that we were hearing and, and that we were sort of in the run in terms of the bookies odds anyways, the likes of Will Still, Helberg, the, the Swedish guy, Sable, the, the French coach. These were the names that were sort of being mentioned. And you can kind of look at them and go, yeah, young coaches with them, um, you know, tactically switched on coaches. But, you know, nothing was jumping off the page for me, if I'm honest. Not not, not even Will Still. I mean, Will Still's kind of the flavour of the month at the minute because he became a bit of a meme for doing very well as, a, as an unqualified coach, didn't he, in France? But none of these names really jumped off the page to us. But I think it, what was very clear was that we were going to go down this route, regardless of who it was yeah. in terms of the technical coach perspective, because we saw Alex Neal and with Mowbray, they wanted more control as head coaches than they were ever going to get. The way we work now, they were never going to be able to have a, a bigger say on transfers and all the rest of it and structure. So yeah. we were always going to go this way, in my opinion, where we would bring in somebody who first and foremost is a coach. Now, whether that's the right approach yeah. or not, I don't know, but it, it does mark... A point in our in our sort of recent history really is like this is the time when we went a different way. I know a lot of people have said it's an uninspiring choice, and perhaps it is to some, but I actually think we've gone this route for a very good reason. We've gone this route and we've went, right, okay, we just want somebody who is purely a coach. First and foremost, is a coach that can improve players, because we've got a young squad of players who we need to get need to improve ultimately. Mm. So whether that's the right choice or not, I've got absolutely no idea. None of us do. Yeah. Um and and it's I can I can understand the the frustrations people have had. Um, I'm not sitting here with my hand up saying that Michael Beale would have been my choice. All I'm doing is I'm trying to be a little bit more balanced about it and maybe work out the reasons why they've done this. When I think about you know when, any of this stuff when it comes to hiring managers, when it comes to signing players, I try and park anything they've done in the past to one side, and I try to judge them on what they do at Sunderland and Michael Beale what you've got to hope is is that he's he's learned from his mistakes because he made he made mistakes at Rangers and I, I know the the club were keen in the in the statement we might we might read it in a minute but they were very keen in the statement to point out his win percentage at Rangers which is being overlooked to a degree because you know he wasn't very well liked there and and you know the Celtic the, the Celtic thing where they could never win over get a win over Celtic and they lost in cup finals and all the rest of it the club made a very big point of this whole win percentage thing uh, but he, he, he didn't go down well at Rangers. There's no getting away from it. QPR, I think he did perhaps a better job than they might have realised, given that they, they nearly got relegated under Gareth Ainsworth towards the end of the season. The reason he left the sour taste there was the way he left and the way he sort of courted himself for bigger jobs when he, when he was coming out and talking about loyalty um, and, and all the rest of it. And nearly ended up at Wolves and then did eventually leave for Rangers. So we can't ignore any of that. You've got to take these things into account. Um... But I just think this is a very, very different job to the two he's had. So I'm, I wasn't. I'm not saying I'm excited about it. I'm just trying to see the rationale in it all, and to a degree, I can understand it. Just talking about his record, because obviously that that's all you can go off. You know what what he's done. It looks like you know his track record as a coach turned him into a manager, basically, because as a name, he he's a, he was one of these who you know had a had a playing career that wasn't really a playing career. Uh, for whatever reason that was, and he's been coaching now for for twenty years, and his name 
he's now reached a, you know clubs like QPR, Sunderland, Rangers, purely on the back of being a fantastic coach. And he's made that name for himself. The, the clubs that he's been a manager of, QPR, you know, he had five months of QPR. So basically five months at a club doing all right. But you can't you can't judge any manager or whatever on five months, even if he's bottom of the league and he's lost most of the games, because who knows what type of job they've got on. They might have to turn the club around. They might need 12 months just to turn the squad around and it might need 12 months of failure to sort things out to get going and things like that. You just never know. But five months is nothing to judge him on a QPR, even if he did all right on paper. Um, which it, it seems like he did all right on paper, but, you know, who knows um, how that would have went. And then moving on to Rangers, I mean, if you're offered the job and you keep your manager, I mean, you kind of, you are, most managers would take the Rangers job, especially if you've only actually been a manager of a club for five months. If you're that early in your career, yeah. how, how many chances do you get to manage a club like and, that? And he'd already been there. And he'd already been there as his assistant under, yeah. under Gerard, So he knew the club. He, he probably exactly. knew half the players, you know. And and that's a good sign as well, because obviously the, the hierarchy at Rangers thought, well, he was great when he was here. Let's let's go for it and, and get him in. But then again, at Rangers, I mean, you know, you can talk about 70 odd percent win percentage. But to be honest, in Scotland, Rangers, what, what does that <laughs> yeah. really count for? I mean, it, what does it count for? You can be sacked as Rangers manager winning 85% of your games because you lost the you lost one game to Celtic and you came second. So, I mean, what's what's that to go off? Um, and I know, you know, there was there was quite a few things that happened at Rangers that, you know, but again, you don't know the relationships involved. You don't know the personalities and all this sort of stuff. So, look, he's only really been a manager for, what, you're talking 18 months really. But again, we're, we're using terms like manager because he's coming into us and he's going to be the head coach where he's going to be on the training pitches and he's not going to be, you know, I think back to Roy King, where Roy King sat on the hill with his arms crossed and he was the manager. He watched his teams train and he watched the coaches do the do the work. He's not going to be like that. He's going to be the man in the middle doing the training and he's going to be dictating what they do and patterns of play, making sure the coaches know what he wants and and that that's part of the deal as well the backroom staff because they're going to stay consistent which if we think we've got a good coaching setup i think that's a great thing what's the point what's the point in churning through good setups when you've got when you've got good people time and time again just because you change the manager or the head coach i think that's a great system if you've got if you know you've got a good bunch of coaches in keep them on and then that head coach is the one who keeps changing i think i, I don't see that as a bad thing at all to end with your last point you said you're not excited about it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not particularly, it's not kind of, oh, fantastic. You know, he's, you know, it's not like, I remember when Roy King was linked with a job and people were going mad because, you know, they really wanted Roy King to go back to where we were because he's a personality. And actually the way he acts is, you know, you can get behind a manager like that maybe a little bit more because he's got that bit about him. He's got a, just a, he's just got something about him. So that sort of thing does excite you. But what I was going to put it back to you was, because I don't know the answer to this, but in terms of where we are and what we're doing, what type of appointment would excite the fans? Because I don't know. Well, I've been musing on this today. And to be honest, rightly or wrongly, I think this is the answer. But I just going off the reaction that the the rumours about the likes of Will Still and... Julian Sable and Kim Helberg got. I kind of think people wanted us to do something, try something of the unknown. Even I honestly think that was the appetite that people were hoping for. A young coach from abroad who's not really done very much, but 
they don't really know too much about and it's like oh I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing what that's like but to me that's a that is a big big risk when you do that i mean yeah. i mentioned will still yeah. before he, he is flavor of the month at the minute and he's doing a brilliant job where he is if they'd brought him in i would have been pretty happy with that but when you weigh everything up when you weigh everything up and you look at this guy let's just say it's will still for instance is another option i'm only naming him because he's basically the 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 biggest other name that was kind of mooted as potentially going in for the job. Um, there has been rumours from what I've heard that he wanted to bring a lot of his backroom team with him, which we're not going to do. Mm. We're not going to do that. So if they've got, say, a Michael Beal and a Will Still, it's like, okay, so is he so much better that we have to pay however many millions to get him out of his deal to do so? Now, I'm just using that as an example, like I say, because he's the name that was yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah. Um, but I'm, honestly, I think there was a bit of an appetite there from fans just to try something a bit of the unknown now whether that's the right approach or not i don't know but if they had announced will still as the sunland manager yeah. it wouldn't have got this reaction i think the reaction is purely based on what he's what went on at rangers and what people from rangers fans do not like michael beale universally do not like him and it wasn't just about what they saw on the pitch they didn't like the way that he talked in the press they didn't like the way mm. he treated some of the players who were popular that went out the door i get all of that i get all of that but I do think there's a very clear difference between being the manager of Rangers, where you're heavily involved in recruitment, where you're under huge pressure to win titles and cups, to being the head coach at Sunderland, where I think that they're kind of redefining that role at the minute. And I think as a fan base, we're maybe still trying to get our heads around that because we're just used to us appointing managers who do pretty much everything. And it's like, no, this is very different. Now, obviously the difference between a manager and a head coach, some things are, are you know, some of the, some aspects of the role are, are, are exactly the same. He's still going to have to be a good man manager. He's still going to have to coach the players. He's still going to have to be the one sitting out in front of the press talking about this, that, and the other. Those are things that a coach, just your, your day-to-day coach wouldn't usually do. We know that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as a, I think the club have been, if you, if you read the statement quite carefully, they've been very clear on what they actually wanted. They wanted a coach first and foremost. So, you know, I think that ultimately I think people are going to be disappointed because he's been somewhere and just just been somewhere and failed. And I think that that's yeah. very raw. Without looking at any of the stuff behind that, he's got like a 15-year career as a coach and worked in the academy at Liverpool, the academy at Chelsea, yeah. at Sao Paulo, Aston Villa. All of that is kind of being ignored because he's just had a bad spell at Rangers. And I think that's unfair, if I'm honest. So I'm not like bouncing off the walls saying I'm over the moon with Michael Beale's appointment. But I think if we're going to be honest, we've got to give a rounded critique of what he is. And I don't think just judging money spell at Rangers is actually entirely fair. And I guess, you know, he's got to learn from the mistakes he's made in the past and then come into Sunderland and, and, and put things right. But yeah, I just think, I, I just think, I don't really know if they would have made any appointment that would have universally appeal, appeased people. I think it would have been tough to win everybody over unless it was like someone you're going to really knock out of the park with the appointment and and to be honest I, I've been trying to think of who they could have been, who it could have been exactly and I can't and I can't I just can't get my head around who else it would have been based on your answer to that question and again Will Stills the best example in that group but for me and and people are asking questions about Michael Bale but you'd have different questions about any of those choices that you'd raise question marks about all of them I mean Will Still is is Will still a fantastic manager or is he a personality because of 
you know, his links with football manager and stuff like that? Do people want him just because he's a bit of a novelty or is he the real deal? I mean, who knows? There'd be question marks over that appointment. Like you said, that guy from Sweden. I mean, who knows what the standard's like over that? He might be really technical. He might be really talented and all this sort of stuff. But who he might come at the championship and the championship might be a, a step too far. There'd be question marks there. And then you talk all of the other people who were linked. There's question marks about them all. And the same with with Michael Bale. I mean, like you said, you're talking about someone with 18 months track record of being the main man at a club. Otherwise, it's nothing but it's nothing but good words about him from everybody in the game in terms of him being a coach and and being good at what he did. I mean, you've got you've got the likes of Stephen Gerrard and stuff. Who look, Stephen Gerrard, you can you can say what you like about Stephen Gerrard, and you know the the, the jury's still out on whether he's a good manager. But for a character like Stephen Gerrard, it doesn't. If if somebody's a mug, he's going to let them know, or he's not going to kind of carry them around with him. And he's he's took him everywhere he could with him, and he, he wanted him as a coach, and he he's got nothing but good things to say about him. And like I said, you know, people are talking about a young coach as well, but again, that's shifted because of Will Still. Michael Bale's forty three years old, and it might just because he's not that much older than me. He's still a young <laughs> coach, and he's been doing it for twenty years. So it's not like we're getting some old fella who's failed in a couple of jobs. You can tell how highly regarded he is for the fact that he went without any background as a player. He went straight in a QPR, fairly big sized club for someone who's never been in management. And then from QPR to jump within five months to Rangers, okay, he'd been there a coach, but he must have done something right for them to decide him to to take that club forward and try and kind of battle it out with Celtic and do their thing. But like I said, I don't. I think with those two jobs, you can't you can't take all of that much from from those two jobs, and, and it's going to be the same thing. You know, we we've talked about this before in the past about even when Tony Mowbray was on a couple of bad runs and things like that. That if he won a couple of games, it's like oh great, everything's forgotten. We're we're back on it. It's going to be the same with Michael Bale. Like this reaction, which is nonsense, by the way, because nobody knows. <laughs> the other thing I was going to say was about picking managers it's not so much about you know it's looking at their talent obviously but it's how good are their fit with the job you want them to do and the club that they're at it's getting the right manager to fit with the culture you've got at the club and I don't I mean you know let's go the the let's go at the opposite side of the the fence and say well if you got if you got a Neil Warnock into the culture we've got at the club now it'd be completely wrong you know that would be the opposite end of the spectrum of where we are and this this appointment seems like it's trying to fit in with what we are and what we're trying to do. So again, you know, the the, the whole reaction is is based on not very much, based on that they wanted a bigger name or they wanted Will Still, who's a is a bit of a European football personality at the minute. And yeah, if he wins a couple of games, if he if he wins at the weekend, it's like yeah, brilliant, right? Okay, Michael Bale's doing all right. Let's crack on. It's just it's just human nature. Yeah. Well, to be fair, they'll still whinge online, but you know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah, I, like I say, I mean, what it what it is with this is is that I think if if we brought in a coach who'd just been on the back of a bit of success, it's obviously very different how people get their head around it. Even in the club statement, they acknowledge that he's had a tough time. I think it was, I think it might have been Speakman in in uh, in the club statement. I, I tell you what, I'll read it out. Um, This is what Christian Speakman had to say in the club statement. He said, We have monitored Michael's career for some time and we are delighted to have reached an agreement for him to become our new head coach. 
He has an excellent and well-founded reputation for developing players and he is an outstanding progressive coach who is aligned with our playing identity and naturally fits within our structure alongside Mike Dodds and the wider team. We continue to trust in our established process of identifying the right candidates to take us forward at these junctures and although Michael has had a setback, we feel we are getting him at the right time in his coaching journey and our journey as a club. So, you know, they've even acknowledged it there that he's he's come off the back of a of sort of a tough experience with Rangers. But what they're basically saying there is that regardless of that, we still think he's a very, very good coach who ultimately fits what we're trying to do here. And the best term I can sort of use to come to this is like, it's a bit like that money ball, money ball type situation, <laughs> isn't it? Where you're like, you get people at the right time in their careers or the, like players especially because you're buying them on sort of metrics rather than the the last thing they did maybe you know if you, if you know what i mean by that basically he's a good coach clearly it's well known he wouldn't have been um yeah. in the running for the for the wolves job a year or so ago he wouldn't have got the rangers job if there wasn't something there it's clearly something there which they which they feel very strongly about now only time's going to tell if this is the right thing to do i'm i'm sure there's people listening to this and that, judging by the reaction online me and you are nowhere near on the keel of a lot of fans at the minute uh, when it comes to the way we're looking at this. And that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. It'll all come out in the wash at some point. What's going to happen? It's all going to unfold out in front of us. But I just, I'm not sensing the overwhelming negativity about this appointment that a lot of people are. And, you know, I'm I'm quite happy to just sit back and let this play out. Now, I get that, that I know a lot of people are in the same boat as me with that. And I'm again. I'm. I've got to stress it. I'm not sitting here saying I'm. I'm over the moon with the appointment. That I'm bouncing off the walls. I, you know, like I said, I said this at the very start. He wouldn't have been on my list of sort of when I was first sitting down when we sacked Mowbray, trying to work out who to bring in. I don't think Beal would have been on on that list of names. But then, just quickly, yeah. But just quickly, I was just going to ask why not. Um, possibly because I was hoping for somebody who hadn't just come off the back of a disappointment. But then again. That's not necessarily the right way to look at it, you know. I, I, I just think the right, the, the best person available for the job should get the job. And if Michael Beale's that man, then then, then he's that man. We're, we're going to find out either way. <laughs> but I, I would like to think that someone like Michael Beale in the in the jobs that he's had, you can only look on paper with QPR. It seemed all right, you know. There weren't, you know, wasn't kind of unbelievable. It was. It seemed like he was kind of steady away, better than better than what happened after he left. But it's talking about being the right time. He had a tough time at Rangers and things happened at Rangers. And if he's if he's a talented fella and he's got a lot of experience, as we've been talking about in terms of being head coach and assistant coach and all this sort of stuff, then being the right time, isn't it a good thing that he's been to Rangers and he he might have made some mistakes and he kind of saw what the, the consequences of certain things and then he's learned from that. And if he's already a talented fella and he's learned some of those lessons, well, isn't that kind of, isn't that the ideal scenario that, oh, brilliant, actually, he's... He's even more prepared for us to take him in because actually, when he went to Rangers, if like Christian Speakman said, we had him on a list of people to say if we needed a manager at short notice, like you know the the Alex Neil scenario, or you know deciding it was the end for Tony Mowbray, we go down this list. What is the what is the situation at the moment with these people who we really like across Europe? And they go down this list and they go right. Well, let's talk to them all. Let's talk to the clubs. See, you know, and if there's not much between a couple of candidates and one's going to cost you five million to get out of a club and one's just sitting on his backside, you know, unemployed, and you're thinking between the two of them, 
well then it's, it's a bit of a no-brainer isn't it you're gonna if you're thinking they're, they're both much of a muchness you're gonna go with the one who's sitting on his backside and you can get in tomorrow and he can sign a contract rather than paying five million to, to get him out of a club but that's a good thing that well it, it i'd like to think it's a good thing that christian speakman's hinting at in that statement is that for this exact scenario that's kind of the they went through a process yeah they had their people already identified and straight straight away if you consider if it's true you know from what we hear we hear bits and pieces that people have been interviewed that a bunch of people have been interviewed and it's actually a not huge amount of time that they've done it in then it's a, it's been done in a really good way that they've gone down a list they've spoken to all these people found out the situation with their clubs and then made a decision based on that, that they've gone out there and they've been monitoring all of these people, just like we would, you know, if we wanted a, if we wanted a right back, we've got a list of right backs that the scouts have been watching. Yeah. And it's the same as a head coach. Yeah. And it seems like they've done that. And I just wanted to mention something you said that you're quite happy to sit back and, and see how it plays out. But for me, it's like, that should be everybody's default position. Like nobody can look at an appointment and say, I've decided. But they have, that's, <laughs> I've that's decided. the thing from what I've... I know, what I'm reading I know, and seeing, a lot of people it, are already... I've actually seen people sort of kind of wishing he'd hurry up and fuck off already. But it's like... Uh, I mean, I mean, how, how can you do that? I mean, it, I just, it doesn't... Because what you said when you said, I'm happy to sit back and play out. I mean, the club over the last two years have time and time again just, you know, they've had to make these decisions. The Lee Johnson one was a tough one. When Alex Neal left, they had to make a good decision. Then they had to make a tough call on Tony Mowbray. In the last two years, they've never once failed to keep moving this club forward. You know, or the last two, whatever it's been. I don't know how long it's been now, but you know <laughs> what I mean? Since since they came in and, you know, the Lee, Lee Johnson was appointed and all this sort of stuff, they've never failed to move this club forward. So they've got, they've got credit in the bank, or they should have credit in the bank for people to say, they seem to know what they're doing. They keep moving the club forward. You know, we're in a good place. This is what I don't understand. That The bottom line for me is the club's in a good place. We're ahead of where we expected to be probably two years ago. We've got a good squad. We've got a really talented squad. We've got a bunch of good players, young players, really good squad. And we've we've appointed a, a coach who's got, you know, a good reputation in the game for bringing players on and doing good things from that sort of position. So I, I don't really get what the fuss is. <laughs> well, that doesn't seem to be the default position. And people are going to sit back and sort of, I guess, hope Michael Beale wins them over. I mean, I asked on Twitter, if you're a Michael Beale sceptic, what does he do to win you over? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and some of the replies, you know, the, some quite good replies. Uh, Owen Sarah said, play good football and not ostracise the wingers and not talk bollocks in interviews. Uh, John Ridley says, win games first and foremost. Can we be more streetwise in picking up points away from home? Can we play a system that gets strikers contributing to the team? Beat the mags and we'll sit down and talk. Uh, Michael Oates <laughs> says, hit the ground running. He simply has to silence the doubters. Winning games is the only way to do so. I mean, it, it's very obvious, isn't it? <laughs> you know, people People's minds will only be changed when we start winning games. And that's what he's got to do. And it's like, you know, when Mike Dodds um, was appointed as caretaker head coach while we were looking for the replacement of Tony Mowbray. Prior to that, Mike Dodds' experiences as caretaker head coach the first time around was horrific. I've never seen such vitriol 
thrown towards a caretaker before, and we were involved in that too because we did think he was useless. But then what he did was is he, he he proved everybody wrong and showed what he could do, and we won two games of football that I didn't think we were going to get any points from really. Yeah. And then we afterwards were sitting in, and then after that, a lot of people were saying, "Well, I would have given the job to Mike Dodds." So, you know what what Michael Beale's got to do is he's just got to keep doing. He's got to do all yeah. of the right things immediately, and the best way to do that is just to win games of football. Now, I I don't think there's going to be a honeymoon period because he's not going to be afforded that. People, a lot of people have already made their minds up on him. So what he's got to do immediately is prove why he's here. And it'll not take long. If he, if he, if we get a couple of wins in the first two games, you know, people are going to be sitting there a lot calmer about the situation than they are maybe in the immediate aftermath of the appointment. Yeah. But, but the other thing is people have got to remember though, as well, we're talking about him winning the games, which is obvious, but the expectation now can't be to go on a run of, you know, oh, we should win the next five games or something like that. We're in a bunch of clubs behind that top four. We're in a bunch of clubs now who are about the same level in terms of, you know, where they are. And we are about in the right position for our for our squad in the table. That's about our, that's where we are. We're just, a, we're on that kind of cusp of being in the playoffs and it's going to take some good results and good performances to get us in there because there's only two spots to play for and it's that tight. There's nothing between about 10 clubs in this division. We can't have expectations that he's going to suddenly get us into that top four or something like that. It's like, this is where we're there or thereabouts and... You know, he's just. If we see progress on the pitch and the results are, we're at least putting in the performances, then that's all you can ask. But also, you know, the, we can't expect him to be to suddenly shoot up the table and win six off the bounce. I mean, the expectation level's got to be right at the same time. Yeah. Anyways, we will uh, save our our, our voices, Chris, because <laughs> we've got we've got a his first game. Yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back with the preview for Saturday's game. Michael Beale's first in charge, of course. Uh, so let's see how things go between now and then. Uh, it's been good chatting with you, mate, as always. All right. Cheers, mate. And uh, cheers to the listeners. Thanks for joining us. If you uh, want to throw shade our way, then by all means do so. We'll choose whether to, uh, to acknowledge it or not. Now, seriously, though, I just think, I think that whatever you think about Michael Beale, um, I think he deserves at least a chance to prove himself. And like like Chris said, that should you would think would be the default position of everybody, whether you're sort of happy or not. But let's see, let's see, mate. Um, yes, we'll be back with the preview, and make sure you buy the book if you haven't already. There's still a few copies of that left from the Love Supreme website. Also, donate to the Soup Kitchen fundraiser this year. It's going to run up until the end of December. Make sure you get the money in the pot, to help them out if you can at all. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. See you then. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.